Welcome to the Binge Podcast. My name is Mike. And I'm Jonathan. And this is episode six, Social Issues in Belarus. Here at the binge, we pride ourselves on covering vital stories that you've never heard, and that's today, our goal. That's our goal, and today we're going to talk about topics that you've heard a lot about in a completely new light. Unless, of course, you're Belarusian. Unless you're Belarusian, then you've heard this story a million times. Of course, but I don't think anyone on our subscriber list is Belarusian, and if you are and we got that wrong, let us know. Exactly. We we do have people from all over the eastern, uh, northeastern U.S. region. <laughs> we do. We cover the northeastern U.S. And quite possibly well. some Polish. Lots of Poles. I think at least seven Poles I saw this morning. Yeah, there was a, the North Pole. There were Pole three no-Pole subscribers. And, yeah, so, uh, anyway, enough about our, our 18 subscribers. But this this episode is is actually, despite our tone right now, a little bit, little bit more serious. We're going to cover... Some touching stories we heard about people from Belarus. We promised you some tears in the sign-off to the last episode, and it might come today. So I think we'll actually start with a little... A little little backstory. A little backstory, but also a preface and to say this is a really serious issue. If you know Jonathan and I personally, this is one that we take to heart. And so there are going to be some jokes in here, some laughs, um, but we do recognize the seriousness of what we're talking about today. Yes. So let's just hit them right off the bat. We're going to hit abortion. We're going to hit LGBT issues. And, and that's kind of where we're going to stay in that lane. Yeah. If you've been following the current bathroom debate in the U.S., we're going to cover uh, some of those same stories. So Except in Belarus. Except in Belarus. And so we're going to really hit home for a lot of people here. And uh, put on your Make America Gay hat again. And, uh, Buckle up. Yeah. And you might, you, you might wonder where... Where we where we met Belarusians, and the answer is Vienna. That's right. We didn't actually go to Belarus, even though we were traveling around a lot of the globe. Uh, we didn't make it there, but we did make it to the lovely city of Vienna. We were staying with Maddie. And yes, shout Maddie. out to Maddie. Thank you so much for your hospitality, Maddie. Thanks for being great. And uh, we met Maddie's accidental roommate. Yes, so... Maddie lived with this guy, who we're, we're going to get into a little bit later, um, from Belarus. Yeah, two guys. Yeah, One guy from Belarus. One of them was from Belarus. The other was not. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll hold the baton for now, and then you can grab it from me whenever you want, Mike. Um, but there was, there was this guy from Belarus, and he had a friend, <clears throat> a female friend, call him up and say, I need a place to stay. I need a place to stay. Right, so we've all been in that scenario where someone calls you and says, you know, I it's kind of an emergency and, and I need this, and can I come crash on your floor? And your first instinct is always is always yes, yes. yes and and course. Maddie, you know, nicest person in the world, nice person in the world, didn't know this girl from a hole in the wall, but you know, is a a great person and let her into her home, and then we learned the story of of why, why she needed she was there. this bed. Right, and and she. Was she she was pregnant and her boyfriend back in Belarus told her that she had to have an abortion that she had to get rid of the baby, which is not legal in Vienna. Which and 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 that's why she ran off to Vienna because abortion is not legal in Vienna and she thought that the baby would be safe there, so she could raise it. So 
So you might have thought we were going to go in a different direction here. You might have thought, oh, Belarus, like old country, there's no way they allow abortions. Oh, no, they have them everywhere. Right, just abortions readily accessible. But Vienna, abortions are not. And so she was stuck in this situation where she's running from her boyfriend in Belarus. She's in Vienna. She wants to keep this baby. And now she's staying with Maddie. Yes, and she had been there for a few weeks when we got in there, and there was no sign of her leaving anytime soon. She really hunkered down in there, and, and it was hard to hard to really tell her to leave because of her, her really touching situation, and we really learned... That's right, and she, and, and she was very sweet, and, you know, this situation is not one that we had come across before, but, but it was interesting, and, and she was sort of on the run. But what gave light to today's podcast is that she was staying with Maddie's roommate, who is a guy dating a guy, as will happen. And yeah, someone she, called that gay. Someone called that gay, and she didn't know. She didn't know. So there were a lot of complications going on. And it, and so this is all going to tie together. We're going to come back to the abortion and, and the pregnancy issue in a bit. But it's also, despite the red, readily accessible abortions there is not really an acceptable culture in Belarus for the LGBT community. And even, no. even in the great city of Minsk, where these people were, were traveling from, there really was not an acceptance of, of being gay. So, right. So if you've, tra- if you've followed all the news coming out of Russia and you know, the other Soviet countries, yes. it's certainly not okay to be out. And you know that's just unfortunately something that has transcended in their culture. And uh, the particular guy that this woman was staying with was gay but couldn't be out to a very close friend because of the fact that he was from Belarus. Exactly. So this guy was basically very out and open in Vienna and actually um, dating a, was dating the other roommate, which was quite the situation. And they say don't sleep with your roommates, but this seemed to be a good situation. It seemed to be working, but but the fact of the matter was, despite being out in Vienna, he was in the closet literally to everyone in the country of Belarus, and that included this woman who was who was staying there. And he, in addition to not wanting the husband to be mad about her keeping the baby, didn't want <coughs> her to be mad about sleeping in the same bed, even if it was perfectly okay to be with someone who wasn't attracted to you or even your gender, uh, they couldn't share a bed because of the possible drama that would cause. So that's why she had to be out in the living that's room. Right. She was sleeping in the us. living room on a couch because she couldn't be in the same bed as her, I, we think, very close friend uh, because, you know, they may be, you know, would have something go on, even though everyone in Vienna who was witnessing this knew that this said man was gay and so i think that you like, just have layers on layers and, and there's so many layers so many here. social issues we gotta try to here. peel them off a little and so we were traveling around to a lot of different countries and it was interesting for us to see what the different mentalities were towards lgbt individuals and so for example ireland was incredibly invited. exactly in ireland they were just like you can want who you want, boys and boys, and girls and girls, and it was just a free-for-all. Actually, the only country to, to pass gay marriage by popular referendum. Right, that's true. I mean, they just have this amazing mentality towards love. They think, you know, like any great love, it keeps you guessing. Like any real love, it's ever-changing. 
any love you have is totally acceptable to the Irish. And when we were... It's like a river. It's like a river. Like the great rivers that run through Ireland. And and this actually ties back to our topic and conversation about sexual fluidity that we really hit home at, at Wombat's Hostel to give a little shout out to the previous episode where we, I think, really dug deep and figured out what is the meaning of sexuality. That's right. We had a really great discussion of sort of the spectrum that I think a lot of places in the U.S. are sort of coming around to and finally understanding. I think that there's been, obviously, the whole marriage debate, but a, a great discussion in a lot of the channels in the U.S. over the past couple of years. But unfortunately, not every country is at that level yet. Um, some countries are ahead of us. But the Irish, I mean, we were staying, you know, two guys to a room. And I think several times they said, oh, it's okay with us. You yes, know, they, and we winked at them They made it back. clear that, uh, that being gay there was, was acceptable. And I remember every country we went to, I would, you know, log on to my gay Tinder and Grinder, And, you know, uh, that's how we got a lot of good recommendations for bars. But there were certain countries where I just didn't feel as safe doing that. And it was interesting to see how that changed in our travels. Yeah, what would those countries be, Mike? So I think that, you know, I would felt really great in Ireland, but, you know, as we, you know, checked into the Czech Republic, I didn't know if I, you know, should feel safe there. And of course, on the way to the Czech Republic, we hit the infamous town of Bratislava. We did. And everyone there is beautiful. If you, if you look up things to do in Bratislava, I think see attractive people was like third on the list. And they weren't lying. They are attractive people everywhere in Bratislava. And again, I, I know we've given you a lot of recommendations on this podcast, but if, if you are interested in beauty and culture, Bratislava over Paris. I, like, like I know that that's a little out there, but it's I, amazing. I, I wouldn't think twice. And that hammock, remember that hammock I laid on? Oh that my was god, the most luxurious hammock I've ever come across. And of course, the dumplings. I, you know, I'm a dumpling fan. Yes, this was just heaven, and it's so cheap. I mean, not Budapest cheap. Not cheap. Budapest cheap, but cheap. But 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 very reasonable and not Euro trip cheap either. They 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 exaggerated no. a little bit there. That's true. But I'd like to get back to um to our our poor Belarusian friends here, and and really dig a little more deeply into their lives, into their traumas, into their tri- tri- tribulations, and and really talk about what it means to be American, really, because we're so we're so blessed. We don't even realize what these people have to go through. This is a this is a typical Belarusian trifecta of the gay roommate who's sleeping with his roommate, but then has the pregnant friend whose boyfriend wants her to get an abortion, but she wants to keep the baby, come stay with him and not be able to share a bed because of the closeted gayness and all of these precogni- precognitions from Belarus about being gay. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's funny because we think of our situation in the U.S. and how we're so, we think, behind on all of these issues. And then you travel and you realize that in many ways the U.S. is sort of at the forefront of these issues, which is just unfortunate because there's so much progress that needs to be made. But, you know, as Jonathan just laid out for you, this was just a giant storm of social problems. And it could have been, you know, fixed in so many, I think, easy ways. I mean, if you know, being gay was acceptable in Belarus, then this woman would have had a bed to stay in, and, you know, her troubles really would have been narrowed down. And ironically, and ironically, if abortion were illegal in Belarus, 
this woman also might have not had as many troubles, which is is terrible to think about because we're not here saying abortion should be illegal, but it's just another complication no, that just makes Eastern Europe contrary. fascinating. It makes it fascinating, though, that dichotomy between yeah. legalized abortion and, Ill- and illegalized uh, LGBT issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 fascinating, and it was it was troubling to us, which is why we wanted to sort of bring you this podcast. And if you put yourself sort of in this woman's shoes, or this gay roommate's shoes, or Maddie's shoes, it's it's just yes. And I did put myself in Maddie's shoes for the, for that for those weird few hours. That's before true. Trivia. That's true. Uh, and you know that should be acceptable. You should be able to wear women's clothing, and it yes. should be okay. Though we should probably cut this part out because we don't want Colin knowing about that. That's true. We never told Colin that you wore sister's clothes. But, I mean, we talk about the LGB, LGB issues, but... But the, how about the, the T? The, the transgender issues are, you know, not even there because it's not even discussed. Yes, and we countries. did ask the questions. We went to the Belarusians and we asked them, what and, do you think of transgender issues? And, and what, what, what was their answer? They wouldn't even talk about it. No, they said, what is that? Silence. Like American Airlines silence. And it... The silence was so loud. It was, it was so deafening. loud. And I, it was infuriating. Yes. And and quite frankly, we should be fighting these issues, but we should also be taking steps back in our daily lives and understanding what's going on in other parts of the world. Yes. And so, as I said, it was, it was fascinating to sort of see how the different cultures adapted to these issues and, and understood them. And... Our conclusion, I think, was the same that we keep coming to in that everyone should be more like the Irish. Everyone should be more like the Irish is a great conclusion. And 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 we haven't even touched upon all of the other cultural issues we came across in terms of, how, is it okay to be gay in Spain? Spain is a historically Catholic, very Catholic country. Is it okay? What about the entire Middle East? What about half of the world's population that is currently living in China and India? The, we could go on for for millennials or for millenniums, excuse me. Just just go millennials on the mind. Just like Belarus is really just a small case study in the giant panorama of of issues and, and countries and cities and villages and hamlets around the world. That's right. I do think it's a, a sampling of just how bad it is across the globe, and you shouldn't be limited in your travels by who you love. But you have to think that if you're a happy gay married man or woman that you maybe shouldn't travel to Belarus even if you want to travel to Belarus and so it's or Turkey or Turkey just to throw in another country and and I I do think before we conclude we should be we should be giving giving props to even even a, a country that we haven't mentioned yet perhaps the most welcoming country of our trip Germany Denmark is Denmark. Copenhagen was... Germany was, of course, a joke. And and we will talk about the trash country of Germany in episode eight, uh, which should be a groundbreaking episode. Not as gay-friendly. Denmark was unbelievably gay-friendly. Many people thought Jonathan and I were dating, and we definitely went with it, especially when we were taking the train because our Euro pass was... uh, Yes, and there was was also the pinky touch on the bike ride outside of the Tivoli Gardens. Oh, well, that had to happen. Yes, and uh, and people were were loving and warm, and it was great. It was almost like we were on a date in Martha's Vineyard, and people just sort of thought it was okay. 
Yeah, and, and there's nothing quite like that. You kind of holding hands with another guy in public is kind of like holding your breath and jumping off of a bridge into a cold pool of water. And it's something you don't really want to do at first, but then you get in there and you're so glad you did it. It's true. And it should be acceptable anywhere. I think that's all we have this week. Uh, But thanks for listening. And this is one that, you know, I always ask you to go back to the drawing board, but really think on this one and uh, push, push some people, hold another guy's hand in public. Yeah, and hopefully we gave you a few good seeds here that you can go and and plant that watermelon tree and kind of suck off that nourishment. Yes, to end on a quite sexual note. But in in a purely non-sexual way. Of course. Of course. And and quite frankly, we will be back next week. (laughs) We will be back next week. And it's going to get more sexual next week. It's going to be really sexual next week. It's also going to be a little bit lighter. We're going to talk about dating. I'm going to take you through some of those Tinder conversations that we had abroad, those Tinder names that we came across. Abroad. Yes, we got some. We got some. I think pretty funny stuff next week. We got blast made. Uh, Hold on to your seats because ooh. yeah, you can see what Jonathan sent from my Tinder account next week uh, in a much more funny episode, unlike today's. Yes, so just our hearts go out with those in Belarus and those in Vienna hiding from those in Belarus, and hopefully all of this works out. That's right. Thank you to all of those who made this podcast possible. Swarovski Crystal Worlds for the magical, magical time in the Alps. Eurorail for its accepting couples pass invitation. Maddie Cavanaugh and her incredible hospitality. Pizzeria Verdi for your wonderful acceptance of Mike and I's incredibly long wine date there. Vienna's beautiful Easter markets. Of course, Kevin McLeod as always for the music and Burger Five for their continued support. We want to thank our official sponsor, Panty Bar. Looking for a dance floor at an acceptable place for a gay kiss in Dublin? Check out Panty Bar, also nearby to the park where you can witness gay engagements. Yes, and also feel free to check us out on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at The Binge. Also go to our website, thebinge.com, and keep reading our weekly updates. Yeah, you can always email us at uh, our email address, bingeus at gmail.com. Exactly, and you can also email that if you have any interest in sponsoring us we are we are accepting invitations to uh to pay a few bucks to shout out your name or your company so email us with that email us with any love any hate any any curiosity snapchat with all your emotions thanks for binging stay full team